Hi everyone, welcome to another of my videos on topics I care about, and thanks for taking the time to join me here. Today's topic is, what is leadership? Which is part of a series exploring leadership and its place in an organization. In this discussion, we're going to explore what leadership actually means and what it takes to be a good leader. What is the difference between being a leader and a manager? I've asked this question many times when interviewing aspiring leaders over the course of my career, partly to get a better sense of their understanding of leadership and what they think makes a good leader, but also because I have yet to find the definitive answer. I've received a fascinating range of answers. Some say it's about seniority, with the top of the firm being the leaders and the mid to lower levels being the managers. Some relate leadership to fame, citing examples like Barack Obama, Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, and Malala Yousafzai. Many people seem to think leadership is an inherent power or skill that we either have when we're born or we don't have at all. They often describe being a good public speaker and having charisma as common elements of a leader. But overall, it mainly seems that people seem to see leaders as basically a manager, but with some extra powers, some kind of super manager, if you will. Each of these answers contain an element of the truth, but they tell only part of the story. They describe some of the attributes of people that we've seen be good leaders, but without understanding whether this attribute was as a result of being a good leader, or whether having it increased the likelihood of being a good leader. That's a bit like me realizing that all the successful leaders I've seen have blue eyes and therefore deciding that the only way I can be a good leader is by having blue eyes myself. As an example of this kind of faulty thinking, we could look at people in senior positions within large companies and assume that they developed strong leadership because of being promoted. However, it's more likely that they reached that senior position because they showed strong leadership skills. After all, we often look for those kinds of attributes to assess someone's readiness for a leadership role. It's important to remember that it's perfectly possible to be a good leader without having any actual authority from our role or position in an organization. The kind of authority which comes from our place in an organization is called positional authority. We can easily demonstrate that there are other types of leaders, ones without formal authority. After all, We've all come across that person who everyone goes to when they need an answer for something complex. This is called expertise authority. Another example is that person who can make things happen, regardless of their formal job title, simply through the power of their relationships and the fact that people want to help them. This is also known as relational authority. As an interesting side point, if you've always believed that leadership belongs to those in power, I encourage you to watch the video highlighted here by clicking on the Dancing Man video link. This video is fascinating. It shows someone start a movement that rapidly grows to include everyone around him, yet he clearly has no authority or power. This is actually quite a remarkable thing. Imagine if we could harness this kind of energy for our own teams or organizations and get everyone moving together in the same direction like this. There are many effective types of leadership, which goes some way to explain why organizational dynamics are rarely as straightforward as people simply doing what their boss tells them to. Let's look at some of the attributes of good leaders. Some of the best leaders that I've worked with have tended to provide a shared belief or sense of purpose. They gave people a reason why. They generally inspire and motivate people to bring about that purpose 
creating a coalition of the willing, much the same as that video of the dancing man. They tend to work across organisational boundaries, bringing with them a sense of inclusion, using terms like we and us instead of I and me. They provide a safe space for people to take risks as they strive towards the shared purpose. Authentic leaders also demonstrate their values through their words and actions, acting as a role model to their team. They celebrate their team's successes and own their mistakes. To contrast this with managers, the most effective ones I've worked with have tended to rely on their place in the organizational hierarchy for their authority, focusing on managing the elements that are directly under their control. They often have strong cognitive and analytical skills and regularly use metrics to drive decisions. Good managers still nurture and develop their team's skills and careers, but are usually much more focused on process throughput, efficiencies and incremental improvements than the larger picture and transformation. Obviously, these are more indicative than definitive. There are clearly many managers that don't focus primarily on their sphere of control, and many leaders who are highly detail-focused and heavily data-driven. But that isn't the main point. It's primarily a point of focus. I would argue that the attributes of a strong leaders and effective managers don't really conflict. They're largely complementary. Some of the best leaders that I've seen have exhibited many elements of being a strong manager and vice versa, but it's important to note that you don't need to be one to be the other. So, to sum up, while drastically oversimplifying, managers tend towards positional authority, focused on operating the elements of the organization under their control, whereas leaders tend to use their influence more broadly and persuade people to want to help the leaders achieve their objectives. An example of this could be a sports figure calling on their fans to help a good cause. They're using their reputation and influence to persuade others to do something that's important to them as a leader. Another example might be the highly skilled developer in an organization who creates a movement towards DevOps and builds a following because other people respect that person's work and believe in their vision for the future. That's all for today, so thanks for listening. I hope you found this useful. I'd love to hear your thoughts about leadership, including examples of where you've seen good and bad leadership. Maybe you could share something about a leader who inspires and motivates you. In the next discussion in this series, we'll explore in more detail what it takes to be a good leader. Check back regularly for more on this and other topics I care about. And if you want to know more about me, please visit my website at garethbar.com or check out my YouTube and Anchor channels. Thank you. Thank you.